Welcome to the business of being healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action. And I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for, filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Business of Being Healthy show. My name is Shelly Bryan, and today's guest is someone that is very um, special to me um, and has had a huge impact on my life. And I am so honored to be able to share her wisdom with all of you today. Kayla Craft is the rich mom, millionaire, mentor, investor, and founder of Mommy Millionaire. As an inspirational icon for mothers seeking financial freedom, asset wealth generation, multi-generation, generational wealth, she is seeking to shatter society's addiction to the paycheck. I'm raising my hand over here because she helped me move through that as well. And she is the host of the Mommy Millionaire podcast and now the Mommy Millionaire Mastermind. So Kayla, thank you so much for joining me today and welcome. Yay. Well, I'm so excited to be here and I'm so proud of you. This is so exciting. Well, thank you. Thank you. Obviously, you are a big part. And that's, you know, Kayla has been my mentor just for everyone listening in. Kayla has been my mentor over the last year. Um, and it's honestly been exponential growth, specifically to financial mindset. That's something that I needed help with. And she was the right mentor to bring me on bring me online, right? Like there's still so much room for growth, but so happy to to have her. And, and I know that there's literally so much Kayla I want to talk about today, but I would love for you to just share, kind of set the stage for our listeners. Um, Cause they're going to find out by the end why I hired you, why you were the white, right one for me and why they should follow you if not hire you. But um, kind of take us from your beginnings as an ER nurse to making that first million. Okay, so I feel like it was like a million lifetimes ago. So it's so funny when you know we talk about being an ER nurse because it feels like so long ago. But I was at this place in my life where I had become like, you know, I had was living my dreams. And I knew at 14 years old that I wanted to be an ER nurse. And so, you know, I was like in my early twenties and I was living it and I'm like, is this it? Like there has to be something more. And a lot of you listening and might feel the same way where you're like, okay, everybody else says I should be happy with mm -hmm. what I have, but I'm not. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think that describes a lot of us like entrepreneurs perfectly is like, we're never satisfied. We're always like, what's next? <laughs> and mm -hmm. so I knew that like, you know, being a nurse forever wasn't going to be for me. And I started to look into other things. I became a nursing instructor at the college that I graduated from. And I was looking into get other certifications because I wanted to grow. I just had that growth mindset. And uh, as I was looking into all of that, I was introduced to network marketing. And, you know, when I realized like, I could make a lot of money by just selling products that I was taking. It was like, oh, okay, I can do that. And I had had formal, formal sales training because I used to sell cell phones when I was 18 and 19 years old. And so I was like, this is a piece of cake. I could sell protein shakes all day long. And so, you know, by the time I did that, by the time I was 26, I became a millionaire. And then I again looked at my life and I was like, hmm, I'm supposed to be happy again you know, from the outside looking in now I have the money, I have the dream house, I have the family and I want more. And so I started to search and I was introduced to uh, John Maxwell, who's like a leadership coach. And I started to take all of his programs. Again, he here is invested in myself uh, and learned like, wow, I love what John Maxwell does. I want to do what he does. So I mm -hmm. became like a certified leadership coach through John Maxwell and, you know, started taking on clients and really was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I realized like this was the gift. Like I loved helping people. 
why I became a nurse. But then once I started coaching and like helping people realize their dreams, I was like, this is what I meant to do for the rest of my life. And that was almost, you know, 10 years ago that I took that program. Can't believe, I'm like counting it in my head. I'm like, yeah, okay. that was almost 10 years ago. Okay. Wow. Uh, Cause I still feel like I'm 23, you know? So anyway. Well, you look yeah. at it, right. We love, we love that. Yes. <laughs> So, so yeah, it's like, you know, that's the thing that I became obsessed with. And, and when I decide I want to do something a lot like you, Shelly, I want to be the best at it. So I was like, I want to be the best coach. So I continued to invest in myself. I've spent millions of dollars in my growth, you know, on my self-education, learning everything there is on how your mind works and, you know, the psychology of change. And I became really obsessed with, with why people, stay stuck at a certain income level compared to some of us that just skyrocket. Right. Mm -hmm. And it all has to do with the, you know, the limiting beliefs that we tell ourselves. And most of, most often we didn't tell ourselves that somebody else told us that. And so, um, that's why I created mommy millionaire. Cause I'm like, I'm on a mission to shatter what everybody thinks money is and hope that everybody sees that abundance and prosperity is available for every single one of us. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's what we've been doing for the last couple of years through our podcast and through our programs. Absolutely. And I know that there's still so much coming and that's what's exciting. Now, when you talk about like, you kind of started with John Maxwell, right? I mean, very well known. Um, what, what were some of the things that you could maybe share with our audience that were like kind of big pivotal moments, you know, if you were listening really closely, she shared some, Kayla shared some very poignant transitions, right? Investing in herself, finding the right people, um, questioning the norm. Kayla, I'd love for you to kind of share maybe like one or two kind of pivotal moments in your life where that financial mindset, because you're right, like that is very limiting for so many of us to be able to get to the next level. I know I'm still working on it myself as well what would be one or two of those that you would like someone to focus on? Well, I think that you have to decide what it is that you really want. And, you know, it was funny. I was talking to my friend the other day, who's a real estate investor with me. And she goes, you always say you're going to be a billionaire. And I'm like, that's because I'm going to be like, that is one of my goals. And she goes, well, I don't want to be a billionaire. I said, that's fine. You know, you don't have to. She goes, I'm good with $10 million a year. And I said, that's awesome. And she's already there. And she's like, and I'm really happy. I want to continue to grow and like make that all passive. But she's like, I just, I don't need more than that. And I was like, that's awesome. Like not everybody wants the same things. Like not everybody wants to be a millionaire. And it's, it's not about that, but it's about saying, what is it that I need to make or receive in order to live my dream lifestyle? And a lot of people don't have that financial freedom number, I call it, right? You got to have your number of like what it looks like. And for me, like I, I know that my financial freedom number is, is at least passively making about $3 million a year. That's my financial freedom number to pay for all my lifestyle expenses and the way I like to live. But the reason why I have that billionaire is because I really want to shatter what people think is possible for females. And especially like, you know, I'm the uh, first generation Mexican-American and, you know, my family is from Chihuahua, Mexico, and they, I, I want to make them, my ancestors proud of me too. Like I have so much like riding on the line. And so, you know, that's why I set that number and you have to decide what your financial freedom number is for you and not base it on what you think currently is possible for yourself, but really like break down the numbers. This is how much I need to live the lifestyle I want to have. And then once you became really clear on what that looks like, right, then the next thing you need to do is you got to focus on expansion. Okay. If I would love to make a million dollars a year, we're just going to use that, right? And million dollars a year is your financial freedom number. Who do I currently have in my life that makes that amount of money? And how can I hang out with them? Because I need to start thinking like they think. You don't just need to think differently. You need to think the exact opposite of what you've currently been taught and what you're currently telling yourself on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So the quickest way to do that is hanging out with people that think the opposite of what you think. Get into those rooms. Most of us have to invest into ourselves to get in those rooms with those types of people. 
you know, because I'm going to billionaire, I hang out and I invest to get in the rooms of billionaires. And those are, that's a way bigger price point (laughs) than hanging out with millionaires, but it's worth it to me because they think so differently than I think about Mm -hmm. everything right now. Right. And because I'm here at this, this certain millionaire status and they're up here, it's, it's just completely different. So uh, that's one, right? Find your number and then focus on expansion. I absolutely love that. And, you know, one thing that I think that we can get stuck in is seeing kind of social media, right? And we see like all these big numbers and these big people and we think that we have to do that. But I love that you called out like, know your number, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what is your number? And I think um, the coolest part is like, we don't have to stay stuck there, right? right? We can... Once you get to that point, all right, what's your new number? What's your new level of growth and seeking that expansion of those people that you can be around? And I know um, we hear this all the time, right, Kayla? Like surround yourself with the people that have the mindset or the life that you want, right? Hence why I hired Kayla. I understand and see where she is. And I'm like, all right, I need to understand that because I don't right now. But I know that I can learn that. That's the thing that I think we all need to remember is that we can learn that. this is true for your health, right? Surround your people with, have a like mindset so that you can grow. If you're watching Kayla on social media, which I highly recommend that you're following her, she's at the gym. She's doing the, she's doing the work right now um, because she has some really cool things coming that I know we're going to talk about. But let's um, transition a little bit because you said investing in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And And I think that's so important. But now what tools are you also using to increase that overall wealth? Um, I know that real estate is one of those. Maybe we could start with real estate and you could kind of share how you've used real estate to increase your overall wealth and the goals where you want to be. Yeah, so what changed my life was the day I realized that active income isn't what sets you free. And you know, when I was when I was 26 and I had an active income of a million dollars a year, I was like, oh, like this actually doesn't make me free unless I do something with this money and I've got to put it to like good use. Mm -hmm. So we bought our first fourplex, which if you're not used to real estate, that just means that it's a, like, a uh, it's kind of like a mini apartment complex is how I explain it, but it's only four, like four little homes. Okay. And we put $70,000 down on this property. And it was worth, I think about 350,000. I, I, I might just be making up that number because I don't remember off the top of my head. Okay. So don't hold me to it, but I think it was like 350,000 or something like that was the total price. Okay. We bought this property and hired a property management company to run everything for us. Like the, the, um, the fourplex even ended up having like a fire on Thanksgiving weekend. And we didn't have to like run home to take care of it. Cause the property management company handled it all. We were aware of it, of course, but um, anyways, it was like the best thing because they like handled when tenants were leaving and, uh, you know, getting new ones in. I'm like, this is amazing. And we just paid them a little bit per door. And uh, then in one year, we decided to sell that because our real estate agent said like, hey, like it's worth a lot more and there's somebody that wants to buy it. And we sold it and made a profit of $100,000 just in the sale. So that means we put $70,000 in and in one year, we made $170,000 back plus a couple, a little bit more than that. But um, that was when my mind goes, huh, okay, I had to do nothing for that. And I just made, you know, more than double what my original investment was, right? Mm -hmm. So Um, I, that got my wheels turning and I was like, that's the kind of work I want to be doing. I didn't have to host any parties because at the time, remember I was in network marketing. I didn't have to host any parties. I didn't have to have any sales calls. I didn't have to travel all over the world to do this. I literally just, the money did, did it the work for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the light bulb went on and Chase and I went really heavy into some other investments. We actually ended up, that was our first time to decide to hire a financial advisor. And at the time, I didn't know. I'm still like have this mindset of like, I'm so grateful that I have money and like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to be making this much money forever. And I don't like, it's just going to keep pouring in like this. This is really what I thought. Okay. I'm just naive. I don't know. I'm the first millionaire in my family. So is Chase, right? 
And so uh, we hire a financial advisor, but we don't know all the right questions to ask the financial advisor, right? Like, you know, how, how much do you make per transaction? What are your fees? Mm. We just said, oh, we know this guy from church. We should trust him. And so that's lesson number one, when you start to go, I'm going to become an investor is like, you need to know enough to be dangerous in every area you're going to invest in. And so you've got to get self-educated. That means you could read the books. You can listen to podcasts now for free, right? They made it so easy for us. This was not available to me like, you know, 10 plus years ago because, you know, I mean, books were, but there wasn't as much information out there as there is now. Okay. So we hired a financial advisor and we made, uh, because he knew how much money we were making monthly, he was like, well, your risk tolerance is very high because you could invest $100,000 into a deal. And if it goes bad, you're going to, you're going to make that again the next month. So mm. we're going to put you into the extremely risky things. And the way that he explained it to us, I was like, yeah, like that's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, knowing what I knew now, like I would have liked to keep a lot more of that money. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, we invested in movies, we invested in restaurants and like things that I had no clue about. Okay. I did not understand the way those worlds worked at all. And so I'm just like, sure, you know, blindly listening to, to the realist or to the financial advisor. And one deal we happened to do, it actually ended up doing well. And that was in oil. And it was where like, we literally paid for um, the testing to be done on a site And, you know, they said there's oil there. And so they drilled and there was oil and it's the, you know, you can make it really big in the oil world. So we thought, okay, this is awesome. Let's do it again. Right. Let's, let's pour more money into it next time. Mm -hmm. Well, we found out very quickly that it's like, it's like gambling basically because you, and mainly most people lose doing it that way. So we uh, lost a lot of money in the oil, in the oil world. Uh, Anyway, so it's kind of funny, but then once we lost a lot of money, I believe that had to happen because then I was like pissed, you know, and sometimes like anger can move us to, to good things. And so I was like that anger of, I felt taken advantage of, and I felt lied to, Mm -hmm. but really I had to look at myself in the mirror and just say, dude, like you said yes to it, right? Like you were the one that believed this person. You have to take radical responsibility. Just like you teach people in business, take radical responsibility for your results. You can't blame anybody else. Yeah. Right. So what's the next best thing you could do here? You got to get educated. So you're never taken advantage of again. You know, know mm-hmm. more about, about what you're investing in than the person selling you the deal. And so um, I became extremely obsessed with learning all things. We haven't done an oil deal since. I won't touch it. I just, I just won't. Um, too burned. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I was like, well, I really want to understand about real estate because that one, you know, w- went really well for us. So anyways, started to learn everything about real estate invested a lot in different masterminds right now. I'm in three different real estate masterminds because, you know, there's things that are always changing in the, in that world. And so I always want to know what's the, you know, what's happening right now. And just again, expansion. Those are the people that, you know, they're making, you know, millions and millions and millions a year. And I'm like, I want to know what they're doing. So uh, I know that was kind of a tangent, but, you know, I think if anybody could take anything from my story in that regards, it's like, don't just invest in real estate because Kayla and Shelly told you to invest in real estate, you know, do your own due diligence and become passionate about it. And one of my favorite books is like, well, I guess anything by Robert Kiyosaki, you know, you could, you could listen to anything by Robert Kiyosaki and you'll know if you've got that real estate bug or not, you know, he gives such great advice. Um, Anything by Brandon Turner is also great. Just pick it up and say, hmm, does this excite me at all? Because then if it excites you, you'll have that bug to learn and more, learn more and grow in that aspect. So, yeah. I love that. And I love the tangent. It just like, you can hear the passion, right? Whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it on your favorite podcast podcast platform, it doesn't matter. You're hearing the passion behind Kayla. And there's a couple of things I want to point out um, because right? We can always see that shiny object, whether health or business or money is that we can always see that shiny object. And we're like, that's it. That's the one thing that's going to do it. And unless we do our own research to where we know, 
it's okay to hire out, to be able to hire out and find someone to take it over and teach you, but you also have to own it and teach yourself. And so Kayla, one of the things that I did as well is she turned me on to real estate. It's something that Chris and I have obviously wanted to do over time, but being able to start rentals and what type of rentals are Airbnbs, like there's so much. So not only did I learn from Kayla, but I also picked up a book from Brandon Turner that I finished, right? So now I can understand what what uh, are some of the terms and a lot of the conversations that Chris and I are having not only together, but when it comes to Brian contracting our other side of the business is I, I understand these conversations and I get it. And so I'm learning from all kinds of different people, but I also took it upon myself. And that's what I think is is that radical responsibility piece, Kayla, that that you're speaking to. But yeah, I just read read a, a book from uh, Brandon Turner. So good. So good. Now, uh, it's so fun, right? Um, the one other thing that I just want to, I want you to touch on, and this is like a tiny bit off topic, but I'm going to wrap it around so you guys can follow. And one of the things that I grew up in, and especially being in corporate America, and if you have been in corporate America as well, you might have felt this, is we never really talked about money right? Like you just didn't talk about it. And it was like taboo. And you don't share what people are making. And you don't like the only times I I was in sales for so long, it was like the commissions and where you were, but like what people were making. And I have found, right? Like talking about like shattering mentalities is I am surrounding myself with people now where we talk money, big numbers, money. And Kayla, I would love for you to touch on that for a moment. Uh, maybe even tying it to some of the mindset of being able to talk about it. Like Kayla is dropping big numbers. She's not doing that to show off. This is how she talks. And think about the people she's surrounding herself with, right? They're not trying to size each other up by so much money. They're like, how can we all win? So Kayla, can you just talk a little bit? And I know this is a, a core concept with Mommy Millionaire for you is let's talk money and like big numbers and how you get comfortable doing that. Well, I think that it it comes back to the first thing I said, where it's all about like, you know, who you're hanging out with. I was just hanging out with somebody who she's actually my, one of my business partners in my real estate fund, Mm -hmm. but she was like, gosh, like I, she was telling the story on stage at the mommy millionaire mastermind event where she had a problem in November where she did not know how to spend $2 million. Like she had $2 $2 million um, that she needed to basically offload to help with taxes. Right. Mm-hmm. And she, she, she didn't know what to do with it. She was calling up all of her friends. Do you have any deals? I got to put $2 million somewhere before the end of the year. And so she was looking into buying a private jet and all this stuff. And it's like, Oh, okay. Like what a great problem to have. I, I want that problem. Right. And it's just, you know, I met her through another mastermind I was in. And so um, it definitely isn't to show off. It's just, I hope that everybody hears those numbers and goes like, oh, money is neutral, okay? Money has like mm. zero power over you and how you feel. It, and the moment that you realize that the more problems that you solve in the world is, is when you have those bigger numbers. That's all that it is. And when it comes to real estate investing, we're solving the problem of helping, you know, create really safe, luxurious communities, And, you know, I know for me, I grew up in, um, you know, my mom was on welfare after she got a divorce and we did food stamps and all of those things. So I came from nothing and, you know, my mom, we even like at one point, I remember touring a section eight housing, um, apartment complex because my mom was going to have to move in there. She ended up getting married. Long story, long story short, we didn't have to move in there, but that was our reality. Okay. And so, um, I remember going, Oh, I don't want to live here. It looks scary. And so I'm on a mission to help like families like that live in great safe places because, um, from that point that can be a springboard for them to eventually be a homeowner. And that gets me excited. So anyway, (laughs) that's like, you know, it's important for us to talk about numbers because the more you hear these things, the more it just becomes normalized. When you don't hear big numbers and you're hearing, oh, I made, oh my gosh, I made $60,000 this year. That's just the norm, right? And that's Mm -hmm. what, so then when you hear a million, it's like, that seems so far away. But the more you hear it, the more you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. 
I get that. It's normal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it, it never stops, right? Like, so as you go from 60,000 to 200,000 to three quarters million, 2 million and more is each level you keep it. You kind of have a little bit of that pucker sticker shock. Right. And so like, you're putting yourself in the room with billionaires, right? Because you're ready to be able to take that next level, which is, is part of it is surrounding yourself with those people. Now, one thing, um, this has been kind of consistent. If you've been listening in on the podcast, every guest that I've had on, um, and I've had amazing guests, okay? They all talk about how their past has actually led them to where they are right now. And I know that like sometimes we can feel like we, like, what am I doing? I can't dig myself out of this hole or I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know how I'm gonna get there. Every single person I've had on, so I encourage you to go back and listen, but even Kayla, like the story that she just shared about her real estate experience, right? When she was a child, potentially living in Section 8 housing, and that fear that she had of it is driving her investments right now. So I just want to say that because I don't want you to discount. No matter where you are in your growth, whether it's your health, your business, your finance, what have you, where, wherever you are, this is part of the story that you will tell later, right? So long you keep implementing these growth opportunities, like listening to podcasts, surrounding yourself with people. Um, and Kayla, I'd love for you to share, um, if you would, because you now have the, you said the investment fund, just how you have found new opportunities like how you maybe test new opportunities to be able to go forward on, for example, like the the fund that you created. Yeah. Okay. I, you know, I'm like so excited about this. I'm actually, the reason why I had to ask for you to do this podcast earlier is because I'm jumping on a flight to go to Alabama um, to look at properties. And so, um, and then I'm going to drive from Alabama to Atlanta and look at more. So that's part of like um, why I created the fund. Most people don't have the time to go and jump on a plane. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and you know, that, that this was yesterday afternoon when I texted you, right? Or it was last night. And I'm like, it was oh. last night. Yeah. Like when you have a deal, it's like kind of like it's very competitive to find a good deal. So it's like you've got to get there first and drop everything to go there. I have that luxury um, in my lifestyle right now. And it's because I worked really hard, you know, 10 years ago to have this now. Uh, where I can drop everything to go look at these deals. And I wanted other people that I love to be able to get in on the wealth that we're creating through real estate. And so I started a fund, but it's basically been, you know, full-time me looking for really great deals, not only in real estate, but also in um, just the venture capital world. That's my fund does both of those things. And so it really helps people, you know, diversify their risk because, you know, if a deal doesn't go as well as we thought, you know, usually the real estate um, can even it out and still give people really great returns. So, so yeah, most people don't have time to do that. So now I go and do the work and they can come into the fund, still make really great returns on, um, on their initial investment. And yeah, I do the management on the, on the back end, which it gets me so excited and probably why I'm not sleeping so well, because when you start to have other people invest in deals with you, you know, you just, you have a little more stress on your plate, but it was funny. Cause I was telling my girlfriend, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like maybe I'm not supposed to do this. Like, does anybody else, get, it doesn't seem like everybody else in the real estate world gets as stressed as me and everything's going fine, but I'm like freaking scared. Something's going to happen, you know? And she was like, Kayla, that's the exact reason why you like need to be the one running the fund is because you care like that much about everybody getting the returns, you know, that they're, that they're wanting to get. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, but hopefully I'll figure it out. This is still like, you know, year one. And so I, maybe by year five, I'll be less stressed. Who knows? (laughs) You'll, you'll have the system and teams in place, right? So you're kind of, I have have that. It's more like, just like, I have the, um, that gene that goes straight to what if a million things go wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. And so those are constantly playing in my head, but the more I just got to pray, give it to God and just say, yeah. 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 No, I, I love that. And, you know, I think it would be great for you to share if you, if you would just why you created the fund. Cause I know that you had been talking with other funds, right. And there was a commonality that you noticed, which is 
why you created yours. Yeah, they were all male. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I had been investing in other people's funds for quite some time because it's great. It's a great thing because it's mailbox money and somebody else is your fiduciary. And, um, you know, you look over the deals and you decide, oh, yeah, I want I I believe that these people are going to get me great returns. And um, anyway, made some really great money from that. But I had asked, I said, oh my gosh, there was this one um, apartment deal that I think was like 200 units in Dallas. This was like a year and a half ago or something like that. And I go, oh my gosh, this is really great. I would love to bring some of the people in my audience into this deal. Could you give me like a kickback, you know, a referral fee basically. Mm -hmm. And he was like very condescending the way he like said it to me. And I was like, and this guy was like a firefighter and all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, what's the difference between me and you? Like, there's really none. I actually probably have more real estate experience than you. And you just talk down to me. And again, I guess there's a common theme here, Shelly, anger. Don't make me mad. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I like, it, you know, I took action and I was like, well, let me see how this guy got his fun together. And it was so a God thing because our very best friends, they're like our, um, our family, best friends, our kids all play together. They came over that night and I was telling my friend, Kyle circle. I'm like, yeah, you know, like, what does it take to like start a fund? Cause I'm done giving these other guys money. And he was like, Oh dude, I was just at a mastermind last weekend. There's this guy, Bridger Pennington. He'll teach you how to do it. So, and I was like, Whoa, that is God. Very next day. I joined Bridger's program 30 K boom, because I'm like, that makes sense. Like, I don't, I don't want to like fumble around and try to figure out how to do it myself, potentially making very expensive mistakes. And also when you get into the fund world, you're now monitored by the SEC, which is the securities exchange commission. Okay. Those people you don't mess around with. Right. So I was like, I'm going straight to the experts. I'm not going to land myself in jail because I did something wrong with the mm -hmm. paperwork. I'm going to the experts. So it's again, investing in yourself. And that became because my, one of my best friends invested in his self, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just crazy how it's full circle. And then I did it, you know, six months later, completely, we have the fund up and running, you know, we're a part of uh, a $40 million, $40 million asset now. Um, and that's in Atlanta. That's also one of the properties I'm going to go look at, just looking at it, it's going well. So it's so exciting, you know, and that came from, you know, me just going okay, there's a problem here, right? I don't want to be treated this way. I didn't go and complain. I just said, what am I going to do about it? If I don't mm -hmm. like what I'm currently getting, what am I willing to do about it? I'm going to go start my own fund. Because I also knew at the same time, like most women, you know, if they would have had that same conversation with that guy, they probably would have invested with him and with him. And I'm not saying he's a bad person, but like, uh, you know, I don't want any woman to be talked down to. I want to be like, if you, if a woman doesn't know something, I just want to educate her. Like, mm -hmm. that's why I'm always like very forthcoming about like, oh, like this is what a fourplex means. And I'm not being condescending. It's just going like, I didn't know what that meant. So I'm going to assume that like, maybe I could teach you about it. And then when mm -hmm. you learn about it, you're going to get excited and woo, the sky's the limit after that. So uh, yeah, I get, I get really pumped about, I'm so glad you asked that question, Shelly, because a lot of people in the world, you know, they just, they just get mad about things. They're like, mm -hmm. oh, I hate this. My business isn't working, blah, blah, blah. Like they just go into complainers mode. And if there's anything you could take away from my story, go into action mode because action will always breed clarity. And so look, I got mad. I took action. And then I learned about what it was to be a fund manager. And I was like, that's, I became very crystal clear that that's what was the next chapter for me, you know? So action will always breed clarity. Um, and you've got to jump in, <laughs> you know, you've got to say yes to that thing that you want to do, whether it's getting healthy, you know, with Shelly, like, you know, starting a podcast, whatever it is that you want to do, you'll find out really quick after you do it, if you like it or not. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I, I think that action, cause we can get paralyzed, right. By the fear of the what ifs. Um, I mean, that's human nature. I know you said that's like, it's me, but you have that gene. We all have, like, we all have that. That is human nature to go. What ifs on the like negative side, right. On the downside. What if this fails? What if I lose the money? What if I do all this? What if it works out? What if it's amazing? What if it's like the, the clarity that you needed to like make 
the money that you desire. Like we have to train ourselves. That is not something that we are naturally born with, right? And I love the fact that you actually use anger as your power to create action. I mean, hell, if I've got the anger that Kayla has, like that's a lot of action. I'm all about it, right? But it's not staying in that like kind of negative death spiral. It's like, all right, this guy pissed me off. I'm not going to let him have it. And I think that a lot of successful people, men and women, have that chip on their shoulder. They have it, right? And that is what separates them from success and like mediocrity. And so it's it's truly following those people like you, right? That have been able to do it and, and seeing what they do. And so one thing that I love that you've continued to talk about during our time together today is investing in yourself. Um, you know, I made a huge um, jump investing in you and it has paid off exponentially, right? The mastermind that you are now a part of, right? How, when, what would you say to somebody that is like teetering on the fence, whether they should join a mastermind or not, like whether they think it's for them or not. Yeah. I think that, um, I always look at, first of all, masterminds, I look at as you're just investing into a network. And the moment that I looked at masterminds in that way, I didn't look Mm -hmm. at like what the coach or who the facilitator was, what they were going to give me. Um, it's just like who I, I always ask who's going to be in the room right? Like what type of person is going to be in the room? And at this point I'm asking, you know, like for real estate, I'm asking like, okay, what types of deals, how big are the deals of the people um, in the room? Right? Like, because I don't want to really hang out with not saying anything wrong with this, but you know, if people in the room are doing their first deal, I'm not going to, it's not going to be the perfect network for me at this Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm always like, how do you, how do people find out about the mastermind? I'm asking questions like that um, because then you're going to really gauge like the quality of the people in the room. So I always ask questions and then I go, okay, if the mastermind closes tomorrow, right. And I no longer get to have access to it. Um, you know, I, I, I procrastinated and didn't join. Would I feel relief or regret? Mm. And if I would feel relief, then it's not the right mastermind for me, right? Moving on. But if I would feel regret, I always get into that room because like, and, and, and there's been so many times I've walked into things and been like, okay, this isn't what I thought it was. How do I make the best of it? How do I meet somebody here? I remember I went to a very popular, um, motivational speaker. He has his own app now and he's an author. And I went to one of his events. Okay. It was a five-day event. And on day two, I left. Um, and I always, I regret the fact that I left because I was like, this is not what I thought it was. It was about learning how to speak. And I was like, this is like a whole pitch fest up on stage. Like everybody just got up to pitch their programs that they had going on. And I was like, this is not what I came for. Like, I actually wanted to like become a better speaker and that's not what I'm getting here. Mm -hmm. But I still had that mindset of what are you going to give me? Right. Like, Mm. but if I could do it over again, it was like, dude, that would have been a gold mine of people to meet because maybe they had somebody in your network that wants to listen to the mommy millionaire show. This was actually before I even started mommy millionaire podcast, but I learned a lot from that. Now, if I go into something and I'm like, oh, it's not what I thought it was. I'm always just like, how do I add value to every single person in this room? And I go in with that mindset. So, you know, I, you always win. You always win with every investment. Well, and I think it's because of those questions you're asking, right? Like it even goes back when you said investment before, it even goes back with creating your fund. You're right. How do I do this? Who do I need to talk to? Who is going to help me not get in trouble with the SEC? Like. <laughs> all these questions you start asking yourself. And so what a great takeaway for everyone listening. I highly recommend you go back, listen to that is, is like the questions when you're in the room, right? Whether you think it's the right room or not, you could still either bring value or get value based upon the questions you're asking yourself. Yes. And I'm actually writing a whole book on that. So can you give us a little sneak peek on the book? I know I cannot wait. I know it feels like it's so long away. I actually just read chapter one, like 
over and over again all weekend because I'm like, it's so good. And I wish that it was coming out right now, but you know, publishers. So um, yeah, I mean, it's all about like, you know, I'll have to come back on the show whenever it comes. I would love that. Public, But, you know, it's all about like how you, when you ask yourself the right questions, you will always have, um, you know, the prosperity that, that is, you know, yours. And so I have seven questions that I ask myself on a regular basis, you know, on a daily basis, for sure, that help me take action um, very quickly and um, also keep me from distractions. Because that's one thing that like, you know, I think as entrepreneurs, we can get extremely easily distracted just through social media. I mean, Mm -hmm. even listening to a podcast, like every time I listen to a podcast, I get excited about whatever the person is talking about, you know, if they're, if they're a great speaker and I'll go, Oh, do I want to do that? And it's like, well, hold on, like back it up. And I go through these seven questions I ask myself and I realize, like, okay, you know, that's not for me. Maybe I invest in it. And that's what I do now is like those things that are shiny objects that I'm not going to build a business out of. I just find a way to invest in it. And, um, you know, because it's something I believe in. So you can still participate in it, which, so yes, I can't wait. We'll definitely have you back on when the book is launched. Um, can't wait for that. And it's funny when you're talking about asking the right questions. I have been, I don't know if any of you have, I've been trying out chat GBT and it is all about asking the right questions. And I've listened to like a couple different experts on it and it's all about inputs to get the right outputs. And so whether you're using AI, right, to be able to do that or just you personally, it's like, what questions are you asking? And if you're not getting the right output or the right mind frame or finding the right person, you might not be asking the right question, Mm. right? So I think that that's super important to focus on as we're all building wealth, right, Kayla? Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Now, one thing um, I cannot go without us talking about is your faith Mm -hmm. and how you've been able to bring faith into your business. And I know it's such an important part of your life um, as well as mine. And I just would love for you to just share because I think it's something that people can often be afraid of to talk about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I went through a season where I was questioning my faith um, just because I had gotten so deep into the personal development world and I was exposed to like all of these other things. And I started to get really confused about what it was that I believed. And, you know, I would hear people say, God, and so I thought they were talking about the same God that I was talking about, okay, who was like Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit. And so I just assumed those two, yeah, they're talking about the same God. I'm like, gosh, wow, there's so many Christians, you know, is what I thought. I'm like, gosh, there's so many people who love Jesus. This is amazing. And then come to find out, like, they're talking about like a different God, okay? They are not talking about the same God that I'm talking about. And so, and it caused me a lot of turmoil, actually, and confusion, in my life going Mm -hmm. down that path. And Mm -hmm. so that's why, um, and I also like introduced certain things to people that were in my, you know, sphere of influence. And I've seen them go into a a bad path for themselves. They might be successful, but spiritually they're confused and lost. And I go, oh my gosh, not that I can take responsibility for other people, but I feel like responsible for my part in exposing you know, certain things to people. And so I feel extremely convicted about being very loud about my faith and exactly what it is that I believe. And I won't stop because I also have that, like, you know, I always tell people, I feel like I have blood on my hands, you know, because it's like, wow, these people, you know, went on a wrong path and, oh, I hate to think that I had something to do with it, you know, but Mm -hmm. the reality is I might have because I had a large sphere of influence. And so it's, you know, it's kind of like, oh, that's a down thing because <laughs> it's, it, but it's true. But that's why, you know, I'm extremely convicted. I've got to talk about the Lord. I want to talk about God um, because I believe so much in, um, in how much he loves us and why we are even here in this world. You know, it's mm-hmm. not for us to find our truth and for us to like figure out who we are. Like we were made in the image of God. And so we're already, we're already whole and perfect just right now, Mm -hmm. you know, and and doubting ourselves, having unbelief 
and, and the ability for ourselves is actually, that's what sin is. And so many of us struggle with that because we're going against God's design for mm-hmm. who we were meant to be. And so once you realize that and you're like, wow, okay, I'm made in the image of God. Therefore, like I have wisdom, you know, that most people in this world will not have. I have protection that most people in this world do not have. And I'm going to walk with a different pep in my step when I know that I'm divinely guided and, you know, divinely protected. So, um, yeah, so that's part one of why I'm so loud about it. And also too, just like giving and surrendering my life to God. When I realized I was going down a, you know, not so light path, um, everything's changed for me. I have more peace. My business has been easier. Doors have been opened. Shelly, like, I can't even explain like a door that was open last week. Like, I'm like, wow, I didn't ask for this. I did ask for prosperity and, and financial, you know, peace, but I didn't like, I would never think it would come in the form that it came in last week. And, but God like was just like, here you go. And because he loves his people and he's going to take care of his people. When you mm-hmm. surrender, and you really live in covenant with God, which is yep. it's like, you know, he keeps his promises to you. You keep your promises to him. Deuteronomy 28. Okay. So yeah, I mean, life has been easier. Doesn't mean that I still don't stress. No, that's like the biggest thing that I struggle with is stress, you know, but Mm -hmm. I go, okay, what are the ways to decrease stress working out? Uh, Okay. I get Mm -hmm. my little workout on prayer, you know, filling my mind with good things, not Mm -hmm. watching the news, not watching those things that are not of God, you know, not consuming so much of everybody's opinions out there. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. listen to, I listen to a few podcasts because I know that they are, you know, going to point me to the Lord and not away from the Lord. And I'm just very, and like books, you know, I'm very careful about what kind of books I'm reading because Mm -hmm. like, is this going to, you know, take me down a path that I don't really want for myself? Yep. Yep. Well, and I love your strength behind it, you know, and just your unapologetic way that you have, you know, brought faith in um, on every aspect and that you share it. Because I know that is inspiring so many um, women and people out there. Mm, thank you. So, um, you know, one thing, because um, we are getting close to time here, the last question I just want to ask you is you just had your mastermind, like your mastermind event. And you went from, you still are a part of masterminds to creating your own mastermind. Mm-hmm. Um, would you give us a little bit of the why that you created it? And then also if people want to get involved, how do they? Yeah. So the reason why I created the mommy millionaire mastermind actually five years ago. And, um, the reason I wanted to create it was because I wanted, you know, masterminding is just like, you know, people that have some type of expertise coming together and sharing their expertise. And together, it's like, you know, two are better than one, right? Mm-hmm. So all of us collectively, we're going to make more happen together. And what I found was, you know, women really don't know how to support other women. And women are more competitive with women than they are with men, which is crazy to me. And mm-hmm. so, the reason why I actually created the new uh, the new type of mastermind that I have right now, it's a very low ticket mastermind to come in, uh, is because like I want people to understand like whether you're just getting started in your business um, or you've already been in it for a while, it's like you're not going to get anywhere you want to get alone. It's going to mm-hmm. take people. And I mm-hmm. used to always call myself a self-made millionaire and I had to take that. Remember I asked you, I'm like, oh, take self-made off because I've had this realization. None of us are self-made. It took customers, it took friends believing in us, it took a mentor believing in us to get us there, period. Yep. yep. And so um, anyways, I wanted to teach people and what we talked about so much at the actual, the live mastermind was, you know, like clap for people. When I had had people come on stage, it's like women went the golf clap, you know, I'm like, Hey, we're in like a ballroom here, like make as much noise as you can, because Mm -hmm. like how you treat this woman right here is probably how you treat yourself. And like, you gotta like make that correlation of if I celebrate her and you know, woo her, I could do that for myself and my life will be a lot happier 
if I start to do that. And so anyways, that's what I, first and foremost, why I wanted to start an all-female mastermind and specifically made up of moms who want to be financially free. And, you know, we can all share what's working. It's people from all different types of industries. We have realtors, we have lawyers, uh, you know, permanent makeup artists. I mean, there's so many different types of people. Um, and they're all just great, amazing humans that really do want to elevate every other woman in the room. And that gets me so excited. I love that. I love that. And again, you saw a need, right? And filled it. So it's so great. Um, so exciting. So Kayla, tell everyone um, how and what is the best way to make sure that they're following along with you? Yeah, well, I would say you're listening to this podcast right now. Uh, you know, I have the Mommy Millionaire podcast. We talk about all things money, investing, and life, I think. I mean, we talk about it all. So you could listen into the Mommy Millionaire podcast. I think that's the best the best thing to do. You could also head over to um, mommymillionaire.co. I have a free wealth kit that you can get. Um, it's five videos and a workbook that will help you get really crystal clear on what wealth means to you and how to start achieving it via social media. So, so yeah, thank you so much for having me on Shelly. I am so proud of you. You're so great at this. You're so great at this. And I just love, you know, all of the work that you've put in on yourself over the last year, you're a different person. Mm -hmm. Um, not that you weren't already great, but now it's just like, you're really shining bright in like your confidence and, um, who God really wants you to be in this world. And so I'm so proud of you for doing that work. Cause I know it wasn't easy. No, it wasn't, but so worth it. So worth it. But, um, you know, Kayla, I just want to thank you again for your time and all your wisdom that you shared today. I mean, that's part of this podcast, right? The business of being healthy. This is all about saving you time, heartache and money. So that's what we're doing here on the show. And Kayla just offered so much. So make sure that you um, share this episode out, talk, um, excuse me, tag in both myself and Kayla. And um, we'd love to kind of share the love. So thank you again, Kayla. And we will see you next week on next week's episode.